previously on Those Were the Days. I watched this and I was transported. Killing Santa, swearing like crazy. Basically eat an entire pack of cigarettes. You have pica, is how you find out. I don't know what those dudes were saying. I have no clue. I feel as though I'm on an island here. Is like a gerbil? Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say that's a band. That is incorrect. That is a movie starring a Tom movie. Selleck. This show was rated TV PG, by the way. Unlike Steven, I was not transported. I was looking through a window into the 90s, and I did want to pull the shade down. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Welcome back to Those Were the Days. We sure are glad you're here. This is a show where we look back at TV from yesterday, sometimes a lot of yesterdays, and come back to look at it through some modern type lenses. Now, I'm your host this time around, Audie, but I can't do this show without the rest of the Those Were the Days gang. First, we got the best darn baker this side of the Mississippi, Amy. Hi. Um, yeah, we're still deciding, but we are going to start with the cactus blossom. And if we could have some extra cinnamon butter with the rolls. Wait, this is not a Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Next, we get the best darn mechanic in three counties, Stephen. Thank y'all for coming to the casting call for Hee Haw, a brand new variety show committed to pandering to the masses across rural America. What does rural America want? Corn. They want lots of corn references, corny jokes, and corn-fed cast members. They also want to feel like they're at an old country hoedown in Uncle Jed's barn or at the entrance to a log ride at your local amusement park. Women, make sure to wear your, your short skirts and short as shorts as possible while men are going to be covered head to toe in overalls, sometimes backwards for no discernible reason. And last but certainly not least, we got the best darn beard of any I've seen this month, Travis. So, last week we were in the 90s. This week we're at Hee Haw. What I noticed was there were 100% more tassels in this episode, <laughs> the same amount of dance numbers, and 100% less weird cigarette magic. <laughs> On this episode, anyways. <laughs> so far. So far. All right, all right. I'm ditching the southern accent because I can't keep it up that long. I don't know how... Uh, Larry the Cable Guy does it, but... <laughs> he gets paid an awful lot of money. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So again, we're back. We're talking about variety shows. And if it wasn't clear enough this week, we're talking about Hee Haw. Now, a little disclaimer. I chose Hee Haw because I actually have an interesting personal connection to it. One of the Hee Haw honeys on this episode, Diana Goodman, is a family member. She happens to be a cousin on my dad's side. Um, so she's like, you know, not so distant cousin, whatever. But she was on the show for several years. Um, I definitely remember meeting her at family reunions and not knowing any different until <laughs> watching this now. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's my connection to Hee Haw. That's awesome. <laughs> so, that's pretty cool. Yes. I, I am Southern as they get. 
<laughs> yes, because she was a part of Hee Haw. She was Miss Georgia, and also my dad's name is Robert Lee Norman. Yeah, that'll do <laughs> so, it. Yeah, a little that bit of is, southern in there. Yeah, that is as southern as a name gets. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Beauregard. You're not named Beauregard, <laughs> right? So that's about that's as southern as as possible, humanly possible. Yeah. So. That's my connection to Hee Haw. What's everybody else's history with this show? Let's start with Amy. Um, so, I obviously I knew the name, but I had always sort of put it. I didn't know it was a variety show. I had sort of always put it in the like Petticoat Junction, that kind of like. I always thought it was like in that category. I didn't know that it was a variety show. I knew Minnie Pearl though. Um. Mm-hmm. I, favorite of my dad's i think mm-hmm. uh but otherwise a little little to no connection for me all right how about you steven i you know shocking enough as a southern boy born and bred and raised and all that no i never watched hee-haw a day in my life as a matter of fact i thought hee-haw was something that was on in the 50s alongside howdy doody I had no idea that a show called Hee Haw could exist up into the <laughs> early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, shocked me completely. Uh, but yeah, this is my first experience of this manic, crazy, rural country show. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Travis? I do remember Hee Haw being on TV. I forgot that it ran until like 1997, which is just insane to me to think of. But I remember, because I, I can remember the animated donkey at the beginning yelling hee-haw, um, mm-hmm. and just vaguely remember weird sketches uh, and and just, like, those those non-sequiturs. I loved how it would just be, like, it would cut to Roy Clark, and he would be laughing at something off camera and then turn and be like, here's Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yep. From the, it's just the, it's the Monty Python school of transitions. We're not yeah. going to try and make a transition. We're just going to like slam through it. So, <laughs> and, yeah, it's like an ADHD dream. Like you're just <laughs> oh. watching it, it, just stuff bounces from thing to thing. I was like, are we going to slow? No, we're not slowing down. We're just going to hammer it. So, just get the content in. Spoiler alert. Um, I have picked for my show Laughing, and I am still trying to choose an episode. So I've been watching a lot of Laughing, and this felt like a Laughing that was recorded in a Texas roadhouse. Like it's just <laughs> it, it was exactly that. Like it's that same format of we're gonna get in, we're gonna get out, we're gonna tell thirty jokes per minute, and about three of them are gonna land, but that's fine because we're mm-hmm. just rapid fire. It's good. Yep, we'll get into that in a second. And explain just why that is. <laughs> So, yeah, I remember watching Hee Haw with my dad a lot um, because being a very Southern gentleman, like I grew up with him listening to country music and anything country that was on TV, he was watching. So uh, definitely remember watching Hee Haw. I don't don't remember anything specific about it, but I remember it in general. Like I remember them playing the banjo. I remember Shotgun Red and everything so i remember Minnie pearl showing up all the time doing all kinds of stuff her and grandpa good lord so (laughs) for those of you listening and watching uh if you're unaware what hee-haw is it was an american variety show focusing on country music and humor in the fictional cornfield county both of those spelled with a k so i'm glad they stopped at just two words (laughs) um it was (laughs) Could have got weird real quick. Are you surprised? Um, 
but it was first run on CBS from 1969 to 1971 and then canceled as a part of the rural purge of CBS shows, which we talked about before with Green Acres and stuff. Mm -hmm. As soon as that happened, it was still super popular, so the producers just moved the show to syndication where it lived from 1971 to 1993. And its ratings <laughs> began to decline, began to decline in 1986. So okay. this was a popular show all over the place. Um, towards the end of it, they tried to change the uh, format a little bit, make it a little less country and a little bit more modern, and it pretty much died after that. Um, after the syndication run ended... It basically showed up in reruns on every country network there was. TNN, CMT, RFD TV, which stands for Rural Free Delivery oh, yeah. TV. And I love RFD TV. You can go to that channel and watch, like, on the one hand, you're watching somebody sell you a harvester. And on the other hand, you're watching how to castrate a calf. It's amazing. <laughs> there you go. Perfect place for hee-haw. And then now it lives on Circle TV, which is basically the Grand Ole Opry television network that they own and run. So, but yeah, it was popular all over the country. Um, during its run, it was successful in every major network, like from L.A. to New York, Boston, Chicago. All right, so here's, here's the funny thing about why it is so scatterbrained. To minimize production costs, they ta taped all the recurring sketches in batches. So they do all the cornfield sketches in one day, all the joke fence sketches in one day. They could tape an entire season's worth of material in two separate week-long sessions. And they just put the show together in editing. That's crazy. Dang. Oh. I mean, that's a good way to do it, though, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... You save a lot of time and probably a decent amount of money. Right. I yeah. like how they they built in like the flubs. They were that's fine. We'll just keep going. just do it again. That's yeah. fine. We'll just keep doing it. Don't I even did, worry about it. I did like that. That quite a bit. Like in mm -hmm. and it at first I didn't catch it and then there was the knock knock joke. The knock knock joke. And yeah. And he just walked me. away from it and he's like, Am I supposed to come out on and then they just did it again, like, thir you know, 10 seconds later. Yeah. Um, We're going to get this, even if we have to get a replacement in. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, mad props, and this is endearing to me, that you would say, screw it. Let's leave the flub in and go with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, musical I mean, performance. It, the, the, flub was, the flub was funnier than the show. That's what worked, yeah. 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 <laughs> the charm of the show, it, it was the whole, it was yeah. in there. I loved yeah. it. Only the musical performances were taped with a live audience. Everything else was laugh tracked. Wow. Yeah. All right. Now, um, well, that explains a lot. You'd be mm -hmm. exhausted if you had to laugh as much as people were laughing in that <laughs> laugh track. Like, by the end, you'd be like, I'm done. It's like the last 45 minutes of airplane. You're like, this is still funny, but I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Now, we could get into the cast members, we could get into all the sketches. But you look at the Wikipedia page and you got to scroll like five times just to see all the recurring sketches. Like mo a lot of these were ones that are recurring sketches. So we'll we'll talk about some of them. But, um, you know, mo just about every episode was hosted by Buck Owens and Roy Clark opening it, playing the guitar and banjo. Uh, Buck 
left, uh, I think around 88, 90. He left towards the end, and Roy just kind of had a guest host helping him along. But he was there from beginning to end. Um, Now, any other cast members stand out to you with this particular episode? Gaylord Sartain! (laughs) Gaylord Sartain... I saw his name, which is a peculiar name to begin with. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I know that guy uh, from uh, from Ernest movies. Yeah, yep. he was in like most of them, except they swapped him out in Ernest Scared Stupid, which was a tragedy. Yeah, uh, but I just think of Exeronius every time I see him. Mm-hmm. Exeronius. And he, Gaylord Sartain is a national treasure. And he was a long-time regular on Hee Haw. Like, I had forgotten about that until watching it and looking at the sketches and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, Anybody else? I... I recognize him. Um, uh, Pearl, I'd, I'd seen. Uh, and then, you know, musical guest Willie Nelson, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they'd pre, had. Pre uh, Braves. Yeah, too. that was my oh, big yeah. thing. I was like, wait yeah. a minute. Like, they said it was Willie Nelson, but wait, let me squint. But Go he's ahead. still, yeah. like, he's already in his 50s at this point. So, yeah. like, he's, he's already, you know, towards the tail end of middle aged, and it's just, he's, he's still around. He's still yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I do wish though. You have Willie Nelson there, and it's great to have his music. But I wish they'd had him in more sketches or or yeah. like comedy mm-hmm. hits because he's genuinely funny and he's got a great delivery. Um, and they did with the the one where he was popping up from the the cornfield, doing yeah. the old one liners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, which was another I, flub. I did like. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was yeah. the first time I didn't catch it. I thought the the joke was he had no idea who she was talking about, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they did it a second time. I'm like, oh, okay. So the first time, right. was just a, just, they just messed up. That's cool. Yeah, I think this particular episode they didn't focus on Willie and the comedy sketch, sketches because they also had Jim Stafford, who was a big comedy music guy around the time. He was really big even before he, he did several appearances on Hee Haw. Before that, he was really big with. Um, the Struthers brothers did a lot of work with them and writing and stuff. Um, and for those of you who didn't know who he was before this episode, because I didn't, I didn't really know him. They make a lot of jokes at him about spiders and snakes. Yeah. Spiders and snakes was Jim Stafford's most well biggest hit song in 1974. It went straight up to number three on the billboard top 100 in the U S and went to number one in Canada. It spent five and a half months on the U.S. charts and sold over a million copies. Wow. Went gold for a song about spiders and snakes. And snakes. So I mean, hey, find something that relates to people. Mm-hmm. We all have feelings about it. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, Most of mine are burn it down. He had yeah. He had a lot of funny songs like that. He was connected to a, a song I sent you guys in the discord about a scotsman and stuff um it it's a little wiggly whether he's actually associated (laughs) with that song or not like i saw several different people who have been named writers on that song Mm. um and then we also had fair and young who i had no idea who this guy was but is really big in the older country music scene like he's been around since the 50s and was there through the 80s um, and like was really big during Hank Williams era and okay. from then on. So I think those who are really deep into country music 
appreciated him being on here. Me, I was just like, okay, cool. Old guy. <laughs> All right. Um, and that was our special guest. Um, and the rest of the show, I mean, look, we could talk about everything, but it would take us an hour and a half to get through everything. <laughs> because I counted. Yeah. There were 18 individual comedy sketches. Four musical numbers on top of the picking and a grinning, where they tell jokes in between, <laughs> and the uh, you were gone little song they did. <laughs> they had two. I did. Oh, go ahead. They had two hee haw salutes and then the one dance number, which they which really love great. cloggers on hee haw. Let me tell you. I love yeah. that. I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. The cloggers like, were great. There was one particular clogger. Uh, guy that mm-hmm. caught my attention, uh, mm-hmm. the one blonde mm-hmm. with the glasses, mm-hmm. who it was. It was almost as though he wasn't part of the clogger troop. He was like somebody's <laughs> brother or cousin, <laughs> and they were like, "Look, you're good enough. Come on, you can be on Hee Haw with us. We need one more. Yeah, <laughs> we need to fill. Like Jerry's sick. We Jimmy, need you to. Fill Jimmy it. broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. You're coming up, kid. You're one of the majors. <laughs> and he, I, to his credit, that dude looked ecstatic to be there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially and at the he, end when they're just <sighs> <sighs> yeah breathing. <laughs> Can't breathe. <laughs> I just wonder, like, how do you get into a clogging troop? Like, what leads a person down a path? To clogging on hee haw. What does that well, world they look were, like? They were a hee haw clogging competition right. winner. Mm-hmm. Right. So you go to the state fair with your troop that I assume is associated with like your 4 H or your church. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I assume because that's, I mean, like that's kind of how the Irish step dancing goes, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. your, sure. it's your yeah. school I mean, or your church or whatever. And it's the same idea. You need an extracurricular, so you just pick one and mm-hmm. clogging. Sure. It was easy to get into. Your father yeah. clogged. Your mother mm-hmm. clogged. You your come from a long clogged. line of cloggers. You come from a long line of I mean, line step cloggers. one is growing up in South Carolina, I think. Yeah. That's, okay. that's like the first yeah. step to it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and then cloggers. What, let me ask this. What sketch did you enjoy the most? Pick <laughs> me. <laughs> I... Those just listening, Stephen has his hand immediately raised with his other hand girding it to say, pick me, pick me, pick me. Stephen, the floor is yours. I, okay, I want to preface this with my notes are covered in the phrase, what are we even doing? Just everywhere. Just littered with what am I watching? Where did this come from? It was so rapid fire. I was just lost most of the time. But the thing that had me the most lost, which may be my favorite skit, was the weird 80s dance bit where they did the like blonde jokes or something in the yes. middle. I don't know what that was. Oh, but it was, was it? It stunning was like, to me. Fit. Get fit. Fiddling oh, and fit. Fit as a fiddle. Fit as a fiddle. Fit as a fiddle. Which was a regular it, segment. And it started <laughs> off... It started off just like as a dance routine, and I'm watching this thinking, "All right, so they're they're this is the better. the hee haw honeys is the dance group that's like the swimsuit squad from Viva yeah. Variety, just sure, less yeah. athletic." Mm-hmm. 
and more guys <laughs> leering at them in the show. Right. Like, Which yes. was very, that was very accurate. That I was, was the like, part... this is every chip to the gym that I've ever been on. Like, this is great. <laughs> this was the part that got me, is it's like, these women are dancing. There's this random guy with shorter shirts, shorts than They're they so have short. in the back on a bike. His gooch is touching that bicycle seat. Like, he's got no pants on, basically. And he's he just the staring at these women. They have the rule to wipe down the equipment when you're yeah. done. They zoomed that is one greasy bicycle on him. Seat. And I expected him to say something or have a joke, but no, he just leers at him. He just stares. He just He's there to make you go, audience, it's okay. You can look, too, because this weirdo's looking. With the stash. Like, just... I didn't even, and the jokes weren't even that good. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> I was no. so stunned. I did like the and one then, about, yeah. like, my boyfriend's getting older. Oh, how old is he? Well, I'm afraid to put him on hold. <laughs> what does that even mean? I just, <laughs> but it was good. I was so stunned. I just couldn't. It wasn't even the jokes they were telling. It was just the whole environment I was staring at was just like, I'm looking at an alien planet. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what this is. Yep. And I loved it. <laughs> I am glad you mentioned the guys wearing overalls and occasionally wearing them backwards for no reason and just not meant because I'm watching this and I was like, is he wearing are his overalls backwards or am I am I slipping? Like is something wrong? <laughs> what is happening right now? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really glad that it wasn't me and uh and that, that actually he was just wearing them backwards which is great i was surprised i guess i shouldn't be but i was surprised with just how thirsty this show was like <laughs> you've got fit as a fiddle and you got you know just the blonde women doing their uh their synchronized aerobicizing as men leer at them but all like half the songs like the first song was just about going to kansas city and picking up women Mm-hmm. And uh, then there was Roy Clark's song about uh, basically just uh, how great it is in his bedroom. Yeah, was was yes. pretty much yeah. that entire yes. song. I'm listening to that. and I'm like, it what? Huh? So <laughs> I it just it caught me off guard. I wasn't prepared for that le- that level of thirst and hee haw. But I guess I should have been because <laughs> mm-hmm. it kept going. Like the the one they had the sketch where. Uh, She's writing down uh, whatever the joke was about getting caught with their bridge down, their bridges down. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> funny joke, and then immediately the that rolls into uh, you know the woman coming the, in about the 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 picnic, having the picnic for all the men. Yeah, and she's gonna be the only woman there. <laughs> I was just it. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for that. Is all. No, mm-hmm. and Goober's Goober's mechanic Goober. deal where he was <laughs> yeah. t- trying to talk. Like, what are we? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was, and I know I will never have the confidence level that Roy Clark has to just have his shirt as far open as it was because <laughs> he, Roy Clark, at that point, I'm convinced he thinks he's a sex symbol on that show. And I'm like, dude, you ain't that pretty. I don't know, but maybe this is <laughs> this is show is to provide hope for all the other overall wearing redneck guys out there. <laughs> I mean, maybe Roy Clark was starting the dad bod craze way back then. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I, Listen, I the, did... the dude can pick a banjo, and he can play guitar, and that goes a long yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Right. Does, hey, I can do both those things. I'm married. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Taken. I did like the slight trying to put some feminism in there at the beginning when Miss Lulu was at court. Asking for women's equal rights. <laughs> At the Just Us apiece. Yep. Yeah. 
And it's like, we'll, <laughs> we'll treat you equal, all right. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, for me, it was it was Minnie Pearl and her. Uh, some women have a trophy, uh, have a. Um, oh no, I forgot the a model. Amala. Thank you. Some women have a model husband. Hubs, he needs a remodel. And I was like, That's very <laughs> mm-hmm. good. thank you. That's that one was good. good. I did like uh, going to her birthday party. Uh-huh. Well, could you just count the candles on the cake? I tried to, but every time I got close enough, the heat pushed me back. <laughs> and then her response: You always have at my age. You always invite eleven people, ten friends, and one fireman. <laughs> That's amazing. I did, in all fairness to the show, I did write down the skit where Gaylord Sartain had the cotton balls in his ears. Oh, that one was good. That was very funny. That Mm -hmm. was so funny. Because he wanted to, uh, she wanted him to read her the letter from her her boyfriend or whatever, but didn't want him to know what was in it. No. He had to cover his ears so he wouldn't hear it. They called him the idiot. And I'm like, well, no, he's just trying to help. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I love that. Or the the one in the diner was pretty good too just because it yeah. was like it didn't really go anywhere and it was like we don't know how to end this. So I'm just going to chuck something at Gaylord Sartain and you mm-hmm. see the whole set moving behind him. Yep. Like I thought I thought for a second that wall was coming down. I really did. It, it might have him. They just edited that part out. <laughs> he yelled the word "sheffage," yes, uh, which uh-huh. made me really happy. And what was it? An affront to my sheffage or an insult uh-huh. to my sheffage? An, an insult to my sheffage. <laughs> yep, that was great. It just moved so fast. Mm-hmm. It was funny because it just wasn't slowing down. Like it, it was exactly what you're talking about, Amy. Where three jokes land and thirty don't. It didn't matter because we were just the pedals on the floor <laughs> from mm-hmm. the start. I wrote down at the top of it I was like this. This is an intense show right out of the gate. I feel like I'm in for it. Like we're at a party. You're and like it's thank go. goodness when we get to Willie Nelson because we can all just be like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, they had like calm it yeah, down. They did. Four musical performances or five or six, One something like that. And it's very like very intimate. It was just like at the oh, end. Yeah. It was like he's like, "I love you, Willie Nelson." <laughs> it's yeah. just like I don't him? know how yeah. to. I know I was like, "Are you gonna kiss?" It's yeah, very this is real romantic. I, I, I was wondering, Farron, you've been touching the bottle a little bit before that performance. Yeah, real, real close. Yes, very. The answer is yes. Or did <laughs> Willie give you a hit? And you good... just didn't know how to yeah. take it yet. Yeah, mm. that was it. Was Willie on weed at the time? Probably. Was he ever not? I, 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 I assume he was always. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty certain. It, the way that that dude smokes now, in his fifties, yeah. you know he mm-hmm. was blazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't get to Willie on Nelson a front, though. I mean, yeah, but also it's Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> there's a reason there's that song. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. <laughs> right, <laughs> he's always smoked weed, is what Phil Rude says. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. He was playing the part. I mean, I could have taken him from a conservative cowboy who wasn't smoking weed. I did uh, but... wait. I did Google Willie Nelson weed just out of curiosity, and there's a People article from two days ago about Willie Nelson reminiscing on smoking quote a lot of marijuana with quote great friend Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's Very great. Good. Snoop Dogg's Man, two what friends a crossover. Willie Nelson and Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. That is the triple threat we didn't know we needed. But... I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see that heist movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Um, oh, that's amazing. I did like the picking and a grinning, like, dad jokes, which mm-hmm. half of these were. Like, but, like, you know, what happened to the library? They stole the book. The one book <laughs> the library had. <laughs> you know what we call people around here who uh, look good and are all sophisticated? Yeah, tourists. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Got to pronounce it right. It's tourists. 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 Yeah. Tourists. Oh, that and what was it? Good. I'll get to it in a second, but I, there was another one like that. Um, but now that you got your new fire truck, what do you do with the old busted one? Oh, we use that for false alarms. <laughs> <laughs> I, Roy Clark, Roy Clark can deliver a dad joke. Yes, oh, he I, can. I, yeah. I will give him that, like with gusto. He he so, loves those dad jokes. There is a. I want to say it's a TikTok account, but I just see it when it like eventually like makes its way over to like facebook reels or whatever and it's just two guys sitting on a dock like drinking their coffee mugs and they just deadpan do these dad jokes back and forth and it is the fun and it's like this is all i can think of watching like a lot of these variety shows i'm like this is where it came Mm -hmm. from like these people would still be doing this they would just be there's several dad jokes or just try to get the other person to laugh jokes kind of groups they're all over the place on YouTube and TikTok. So um, funny. Oh, I love those like dad joke off. Uh-huh. They just they just say dad jokes to each other to see who breaks first. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Um mm. I you made me think of earlier in the show the corn radio skit. Yes. The one talk time when he's talking about the sobriety test that the police are now doing. Not the sobriety test, the sobriety test. Sobriety. Uh-huh. Yeah, throw those that's extra what couples. the South does. You add syllables where there aren't any, and you mm-hmm. remove them where there should be some. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how it works. <laughs> I have, I have, I have a great joke. It was a friend of mine was visiting somebody in, uh, I want to say it was Kansas City, but he was somewhere and he was out to eat, and the waitress came up and asked if the if, yeah, are y'all good or do you want some mower? He's like, mower. <laughs> no, I took care of the yard. Oh, oh more, more. <laughs> I'm gonna go down to the store. The stower. <laughs> the stower. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> Going to college in Savannah, Georgia, and having a lot of friends who went to the other local college down there and were very local and had very deep accents, we had a lot of fun listening to people try to understand each other all the time. What? <laughs> so good. My dad for a long time got hooked on homonyms, but they weren't homonyms. They were words that sounded the same to him. So one of the ones this relates to the show, he threw out and he said, con and con. I said, what are you talking about? He said, con like con laundry and con like con on the cob. I said, that's, yes. And what he was particularly proud of was farce. He said, farce and farce. Farce like trees and farce like not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, that is amazing. They mm. <laughs> love that. That's real good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> Lord. 
Oh, <laughs> All right. Any other? says Steven's dad is a hee haw character. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Based oh, on yeah. everything we've been told while making this show, he is yeah. absolutely a hee haw character. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I expect him to pop up from the cornfield behind Amy at any point and just yeah. deliver a one liner and disappear. <laughs> Possibly well, twice if he screws it up the first time. Right. He'll, yeah. he'll flub the first one mm-hmm. with, with his backwards overalls. <laughs> Which look, get, what happens if you got a if you have like a bathroom emergency and you got your overalls on backwards? You are hooped, okay? Because yeah. it's already it's hard enough to get easy. out of them things quick, and now the hooks are behind you. You're done. Well, you're just you're that, buying oh, new yeah. overalls. It's over. That's if you've got both of them hooked, which half the yeah, time fair enough. Yeah, that is a fair point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do the old cross cross the chest version yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. One goes over here. Flop. Tarzan mode. (laughs) There you go. All right. Any other particular sketches that we need to discuss? Any that you did not like? I mean, the the corn radio was good. It just went too long. Yeah. It could have been, it could have cut about eh, 30, 40% out of that and I'd have been fine. Like, which really for me, that was my, if I had a complaint about the show is that, I think an hour long is a little long for this yeah. format because there's so much. And you just, like Steven said earlier, you just get worn out at one po- at some point. You're like, okay, I can't, I'm, I'm tapping out. I can't yeah. take any more. Half <laughs> an hour is a good. We need a break. Yeah, half an hour. <laughs> like, and that was the thing with Viva Variety last week that I liked was it was a half an hour. So they got in, they made some, they made some stupid jokes, they got out. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, you got four musical numbers plus the joke songs that they did. Yeah. And all the sketches. I think you could just trim that down and do a half an hour and it probably would have I think you would have had more jokes per minute that landed. Sure. At that yeah. point. But the dueling maybe, banjos was amazing. That was really Oh good. yeah, with that the was so mm-hmm. good. synth guitar. Yes. Yes. And you could tell I don't know if Roy Clark had ever seen a guitar like that before or or messed around <laughs> with one, but you could tell how cool he thought that was. By the end, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, just how cool of an idea. Because, I mean, if you know who Roy Clark is, you know how good of a guitar player and banjo player that yeah. guy is. So, to imagine that instrument in his hands. It's mm-hmm. kind of frightening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I did get a little winded by the musical. I love music. I love seeing the music in the show. But it felt like, oh, we're doing one again, and we're doing one again, and we're doing one again. Like one or two musical performances in a thirty-minute show. Would have I, I agree with Travis? Yeah. Would have probably worked better for me. Uh, doing so many, I'm like, oh, we're gonna sing, we're gonna do another. Wow, we just got done with one. They're doing another one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it felt. Mm-hmm. I I think part of that also speaks to the time we're at when we're watching television. Like, you know, when we're watching Viva Variety in the '90s, we just need 30 minutes and that's good. When you're watching mm-hmm. Hee Haw in the '70s and '80s, like. This is a show. Instead of going out to see a movie or something, we're sitting here, we're watching this show. And so I think that's somewhat of the reason why it was such a long format. Um, that's a good point. You yeah. know? Yeah. Where people would and just And it did feel like down. a party. Yeah. yeah. It, it, felt, it felt like a party you would go to at your country friend's house on the back porch. There were 300 people in this cast. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at you're like, what, how are they paying all these people? But there were 300 <laughs> of them. And it's honest to goodness, it felt, I felt involved. 
And I don't know if it's a laugh track or if it was just the amount of people and the speed and the mm-hmm. like. It really, I, I, I can understand why they felt the need for it to be an hour because you're in. And once you're in, you want to stay in mm. that feeling of sure. I'm with a community and laughing and cutting up and listening to music and it's what people used to do before we had TV. It was a recreation of a Saturday night hoedown. Yep. You know, at Uncle Jed's bar. That's the really. That's really what we were doing, and they pulled. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bringing that feeling to tell to tv mm-hmm. well i think it goes back to to this show a season was made in just a couple weeks they only had to pay people yeah. for yeah. a couple weeks to perform a lot of these people are performers in other you know acts and places around the country or more you know just kind of tennessee memphis branson missouri which was a big you know kind of country music thing too um like, all you'd have to do is get everybody down, record their, you know, pieces. You got, you know, the twin guys who are just there for one joke and gone. Yeah. yeah. You know, you've got a bunch yeah. of performers like that who show up, do a thing, and that's it. Um, and then and, you just pay the editor to put them together. Yeah, and knowing that now, it makes a lot more sense why everyone was reading every joke off of a cue card, and you could clearly <laughs> see that. <laughs> because yeah. they're, they just don't have time to work on and rehearse those. It's just you got to pop up, read the, read the cue card, and move on. Yep. But, I mean, Saturday Night Live does that all the time. Sure. Now. You barely ever see any cast member of that show not staring off camera in a completely different direction. Like, it's gotten to where they don't even try. And if you so saw this past week Saturday Night Live and just everybody lose it on every sketch, because <laughs> they were just having too much I'm, fun, I guess, because... It didn't work out. It was funny. No, it was great. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it was one of those fun. like okay. we can't keep it together because this is just funny enough that it's making <laughs> us laugh. Um, yeah, yeah, Pedro yeah. Pascal knocked it out of the park. He was hilarious. Like, there were several other uh, sketches that he was in that like he wasn't even the funniest thing. Um, <laughs> but something about this, a lot of those sketches this week just really hit the nail on the head for, and especially for being the ones where they just can't keep it together at all. Yeah, 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 that works a lot of the time. If your material doesn't work, just fall over with it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's the Three Stooges. Everyone likes to watch somebody hit theirself with a hammer. Like it's just well, and just some you know, in there. comedians like to make other comedians corpse on camera, so it makes oh, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's hard to say much more about Hee Haw because it's just this. Like this was the show. Yeah. And like I said, the Wikipedia page will tell you 50 other different sketches that they did regularly that were mm. not in this episode. On top of little bitty sketches here and there that were original, depending on who the guest was. Would you guys, if if they were to say, hee-haw live, coming to town, would you be down for going to see that? Cause I'm, I'm asking because I feel like I would. I feel like I don't know why this format died. I feel like if they took a road show of hee haw around, I would be, I'd be there. I like I, that sounds like a great time, especially if it was live and it was just skits and chaos and fun stuff. I mean, thirty rednecks, I'd be okay. Well, with it. so it was supposed to be in, it was supposed to be March of twenty twenty. So we all know how that went. But I had tickets to Letterkenny Live, which I mean, other than Ooh. the musical numbers, I feel like it's going to be pretty similar. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the yeah. same. You know? I saw. I saw Elton Brown, his show, 
And it felt kind of like this, like very sketch comedy with different things he was doing on stage. And like his, of course, was focused on food. But man, he put on a Mm -hmm. show with all kinds of different things happening. I mean, he's a Georgia boy. So, you know, he grew up probably watching Hee Haw. Probably. (laughs) And incorporated that because he knows when there's, you know, he knows how to use a good thing. I do think a live performance format, like this format fits that perfectly. Mm-hmm. traveling road show like that whether it's hee-haw letter kenny's perfect because letter kenny yeah. is so many just small sketches yeah. thrown together mm-hmm. you know kids in the hall would be another one like that kind of thing but yeah. hee-haw as a variety show i think would be really interesting because you get you don't have to have necessarily special guest stars just your traveling musicians and maybe you get somebody mm-hmm. you can do some kind of a a thing with whoever else is out on tour and you happen to cross paths and maybe have them show up or something. But yeah, I could see I could see going to something like this in a live format for sure. Phil Rude brought up something that I did think of when I was watching and I did forget about. Uh, and he says that the live and better version of Hee Haw would have been a Prairie Home Companion, which yep. um, yeah. I wish mm-hmm. Garrison Keillor hadn't turned out to be a sex pest. But yeah, um, I do. I grew up with a Prairie Home Companion. Yeah. And that was what I thought of was like, that's the audio version. Mm-hmm. And I think because a lot of the players in this show did do a lot in Nashville and stuff, I think the Grand Ole Opry had a lot of shows that was basically live hee-haw with some of these people. You know, they do music, they come in, somebody would tell a joke, stuff like that. Like, I know Minnie Pearl was a mainstay at the Grand Ole Opry for that kind of thing and others that were on the cast. So, um, But yeah, if there was a show like this, heck yeah, I'd go see it. I think it'd be fun. Um, you know, I think. Yeah, well, there you go, hee haw. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, time to get back on it. I mean, there's a reason that the uh, blue collar comedy tour blew up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had four different voices of jokes go around. And those guys yeah, are still. Yeah, relatively hilarious. clean, you know? Yeah. It, it, it wasn't perfect, but it was relatively clean. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. could watch that with your younger teenagers, and it, you know, you'd have a conversation or two because Larry the Cable Guy. But other than that, yeah, <laughs> you're pretty much good to go. And that would opens up the door for ticket sales. And I'm I'm just gonna throw this one out right now. If you have not heard Bill Ingvall's most recent comedy uh, thing, where he talks about his time on Dancing with the Stars and then getting his ear placed <laughs> afterward, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's some of He's the funniest good. stuff. Like, Dancing with the Stars, his knee goes out, he has to get it replaced, and his doctor prescribes medical marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny stuff Good right time. there. Oh, yeah. I saw him live. Me and Tater went to see him downtown. It was nice. pretty awesome. Was a great night. Barbecue and then Bill Ingvall. I was like, As God intended. The best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was oh. a great Heck yeah. Tater and D-Wayne <laughs> outing. It was pretty awesome. Like, if you told me that... That Tater and D-Wayne went out uh, for a night. That is exactly yeah, what I would picture. Yeah. Barbecue and Bill Engvall. That's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's what we did. <laughs> okay, so you threw it out there, Stephen. Who would yeah. we cast in modern hee-haw? Oh, jeez. I mean, you, you nailed it with the blue-collar comedy guys. You'd have to at least get Jeff Foxworthy on there as a guest at some point. Mm-hmm. But if this is a traveling crew, it's got to be people like... Who are willing to be part of this variety thing? I don't know. Country, country stuff's hard to find these days. I would put right now in her prime Dolly Parton on that show. 
Oh, oh yeah, she could lead that junk. Mm-hmm. You'd show up in a minute, and she'd bring all her friends that you don't even know, but yeah. that are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve her. Yeah. She's, no, we she's don't. a delight. That's, she's far too good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that, that it's over. You've already peaked. It's yep. There's nothing else to add. <laughs> Just, there we go. Dolly Parton, roving hee-haw. Here yeah. we are. We'll get yeah, Willie we'll back on there. there. Yes. Willie Bring Willie. Yeah, Willie's around. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's a tough that's a tough pick. But those, if we could get those two, they would bring plenty of funny mm-hmm. folks along with them. I mean, I'd work. I definitely would get at least a little. You'd have to. They'd have to go a little cleaner. But I'd get some of the Letterkenny crew to show up at least occasionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're in that vein. It's they're Canadian rednecks. It works. They are. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, people forget Canada's got an entire cowboy culture over in the the Alberta oh, yeah. area. Well, you know, I mean, it's like I went to a rodeo and there was like three cowboys. They're like Canadian cowboys riding big text the bull or whatever. It was great. Some of the acts on Hee Haw were Canadian. The corn radio thing came from a uh, that guy was a Canadian dude and had that bit in Canada first, and then they brought it over to Hee Haw. So we got our country uh-huh. brothers up there. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, there's probably several. There's several southern type comedians I'm thinking of that I don't remember their names at all right now that I would suggest. <laughs> um, or no, you can get Nate. Boy, who'd you see Nate Bargates? Bargates. Bargatze. He'd be okay. He's a southern guy. Um, yeah. No, the two I'm thinking of is Trey Crowder and Corey Forrester. Are two guys oh, yeah. that I follow on Twitter. Those are the- those are the countriest names I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my like. gosh! And and Corey Forrester is a Georgia boy, and good lord, the way he goes off on social media, like against some of the right wingers, it's hilarious. And he's actually getting a, a special on Amazon. He just posted a day, so you know, all right, guys like that. Um, but yeah, it it would be fun. Dwight Yoakam, that would be great. Oh gosh, love Dwight Yoakam. He is underrated in his acting ability. Like, agreed. Mm-hmm. Doyle and Slingblade. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate him. It's perfect. What was it? He was he was on that Amazon series Goliath. I think the first season or two oh, as I like, I forget what kind of character, but I, I think it was like just one you don't mess with. And it was just like you know, yeah, soft spoken. He's a butthole. Um, Yoakum? Oh yeah, he's great at playing those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> Some people can just do that. He's good at yeah. it. Yeah. They yeah. They just can they can pull it off. Well Bert, oh, Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> On Hee Haw. <laughs> okay. He'd be I'll a he'd be a fun fish out of water kind of kind of dude. Put him in overalls with no shirt. Yes. Then you got yourself. Yeah. Well, he usually does the no it. shirt thing anyway, so that wouldn't be a I know. Right at home. We just be like, just overalls. You can wear them back. Yep. That's fine. Don't even worry yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's your he's your uh, current era Gaylord Sartain. He's he's yeah. those characters. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> so <laughs> that's about all I've got. Anybody got any other thoughts about Hee Haw? Did we, Thank you for bringing this to us, Adi. Did we get That's, any other uh, social media or email responses? I asked my mom and dad what they thought of Hee Haw, because I was like, y'all had to have watched it. And my mom just said, I can't think of any one thing. I just remember it was funny, which is the <laughs> most my mom answer I could probably get. There you go. Oh, I don't know. It was good. 
<laughs> Let me bring it up. Yep. I had a buddy on Twitter say he worked on a hee haw video within the past year. Uh, I guess editing something together, and he was shocked. Yeah. What he was shocked at was the pacing. Um, yeah, my buddy Kenny uh-huh. Madison. Um, he was like, I couldn't believe how fast it went. And after mm-hmm. watching it, I'm like, Yeah, dude. Again, fourteen different comedy sketches. Wait till we get to laughing. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just. <laughs> you got me looking forward to that one much so much more now. Um, <sighs> but if you know, feel free to let us know what you thought of uh, Hee Haw. Hit us mm-hmm. up at those were the days show at gmail dot com. Those days show on Twitter. Um, for those of you who are watching live, you can hit us up at twitch.tv slash TV every Monday at 9 p.m. when we record the show live. Um, but yeah, family and friends, that has been Hee Haw. Now next week, Stephen brings some variety to us. So what have you got for us? Oh, yeah. I have been excited about this since we said, hey, do you want to do a classic TV show? Uh <laughs> I am so happy to bring you guys the Flip Wilson show, oh boy. Uh, which was a variety show in the 70s, so it's just magic, uh, and I struggled. I struggled <laughs> to pick an episode. The only reason I had to pick one, or I could pick one easily, was because Daily Motion only has so many, <laughs> uh, which made it a little bit easier for me. However, between those episodes, I had to pick one that featured uh, Richard Pryor and Tim Conway, or one that featured Red Fox and Joan Rivers. Uh, one that featured Ray Charles. Uh, I was shocked at the guest list of the Flip Wilson show. Considering that among many of these comedians, you don't hear Flip Wilson's name fall out. Yeah. Why not? Well, you're <laughs> going to find out uh, how good he is and how much he deserves to be seen by watching the episode of the Flip Wilson show with Red Fox, Joan Rivers, and Helen Reddy. I really wanted to get one with a musical guest because they don't all have them. So to fit the variety bill, musical guest felt important. I'm unfamiliar with Helen, Helen Reddy, but sure, 70s, whatever. I'm expecting great things. Uh, the pacing, we're going to put on the brakes a little bit. We're going to sit <laughs> in our comedy sketches. We're going to sit in them, and we're going to enjoy them. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, Flip Wilson uh, and Red Fox where we're going and that's uh, a daily motion that's a daily motion yeah the link will be in the show notes okay. so if you're subscribed to the show you'll find it there uh and it's on but if you go to daily motion search flip wilson you'll see the red fox uh and joan rivers i had to pick joan rivers she's just the greatest mm-hmm. i just that woman is bold as it could be <laughs> and at the time for sure so yeah let's let's enjoy this one. Oh, looking forward to it yeah i have yeah. Uh, the, i mean you had me at red fox and then you said Joan Rivers. Right? <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that's it. For those in the chat, thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. For those listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, thanks for you listening and watching as well. This has been Those Were the Days. For Amy, Steven, Travis, this is Audie saying, y'all come back now, you hear? Hear?